Thoughts, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me, as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting. They're my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, bride, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, you guys are going on and it's going on at extrapoints.com. We have various contests. You guys have, uh, you pick games every day. Brian, you are what, 19 and four against the spread well, in your last 23? I was, I, Better I, than I was that? 20 and three before last night. And then Darren and I had the same right. thing. It wasn't even close. That doesn't work <laughs> when you guys have the same. 20 and four. 24. But 20 and four against spread is pretty good. Pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah, uh, good picks. Three weeks. We have these contests I talked about. Um, we have a pick'em contest. Mario Leone had 10 right. He gets a gold cap. Uh, the prop quiz contest, Bennett Battle. What a great name, Harry. Bennett like Battle. <laughs> Eight right out of 10. He gets a gold hat. Maybe he should play and defense for the uh, Cardinal. I guess anything would help. Would have helped. <laughs> the first touchdown frenzy um, contest was a tie between Anthony Gomez and Sal Icano. That's me. Both ah, turned six hundred dollars uh, into twenty four fifty, which is weird. Um, what did I have? I must have had. There, there's the uh, field option, so I had the field option maybe in that Tampa game. I think I had that the field option. I had Knox and I had Beckham last night. Didn't pick any of those, of course, for our purposes. Um, so that sucked. We've we've gotten skunked on the first touchdown pick. Uh, we also have real quick go over our extra points fantasy pool. Now, the losing team, we have all the podcasts competing against each other. Babyface Joel Solomon, Mikey Meatballs, and I are in last place. We're only 10 points behind the Megans for last place. And last place, Babyface, picks from the cap of consequences. What the hell's going on here? This is not good. Uh, I'm going to defer to Mikey with a uh, no comment. What, Sal, <laughs> Sal, what is your team again in that? Who, do you, who are your quarterbacks in that? Well, we have Mahomes and Brady, right. and the Megans have Mahomes and Brady. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? If Josh Allen beats Mahomes, if Mahomes and Brady both lose, I think we're done. Right, Meatballs? I don't know. We got we to gotta dig out of this somehow because I don't think we can make up for it with anything else we have. I'm trying to figure this out. Mahomes and Brady. All right. We just got to concentrate on those two. What we'll place are we in, Harry? Two and a half point favorites. What do you guys, you guys uh, uh, now the against the odds crew representing against a lot. The Jenner trifecta, I think is in third and the soccer guys are in first. Of course, <laughs> of course, that's how it happens. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's that. Yeah. Hey, Eric Dickerson's coming on. He's got a new book comes out today. Watch my smoke. I read it last night. Very good. Eric Dickerson, obviously Hall of Famer Rams running back ran straight up. Parley kid. You ever see anyone run straight up? Like that in your well, life? No. Well, you know, he's, uh, I mean, you know, people talk about the, the athletes today being bigger, stronger, faster. Nobody was bigger, stronger, faster than Dickerson. I mean, 6'3", right. 220, 225, um, ward number no 29. One had, no one had bigger pads. Huge shoulder pads, ward number 29. Who wears number 29? Uh, goggles. He, I, yeah. Goggles. Everything. I think he, he wore 19 all. in... Uh, in college too. So no, great. He did. What a great running back. Uh, be, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say today. Book is fun. Watch my smoke. He was there on the sidelines yesterday. Eddie Spaghetti, you were there also to see the Rams uh, just demolish the Cardinals 34 to 11. 
You were kind of there. I think I feel like from home, I was a little closer to the field than you were. Well, look, that that was not my idea to sit that far away. I mean, <laughs> no, uh, it? It, look, we had a streak lately of being in like, you know, with Harry and Ken and the Clippers That's suite, right. the Jimmy Kimmel ball in the suite and SoFi. Uh, I've had some good seats uh, myself. So like it broke my streak of being like able to see the field <laughs> at a sporting yeah. event. But uh, I will say, number one, the stadium is absolutely amazing no matter where you are in it. And uh, I'm actually shocked. The Rams fans showed up. It was quite loud in there. So I, I guess they have fans. Well, that was my next question. And I feel like it was a complete domination. And, you know, for everybody talking about there, maybe there shouldn't be seven teams out of the Cardinals were maybe the, who was the most embarrassing team this week? The Cardinals, oh, the Cardinals. are a fifth seed. Should there be a five seed now in the playoffs? Parley kid. What, what did, huh. I don't know what we saw, but we saw the worst of all football this weekend. Yeah. Well, trying to think who was the most embarrassing. I guess the cards were the most embarrassing. The, the, the Patriots, our team, so many Eagles, Eagles, Eagles too. Yeah. Eagles, Eagles, and Cards were uh, on par with each other. I think uh, what what it shows you is maybe the Cowboys just really aren't that good because the Cardinals kind of beat up on the Cowboys. <laughs> I know uh, I too, that. right? Like the Cardinals have only yeah. won one of their last five games, and it was against the Cowboys. It just right. it just figures. It just figures. So whatever. I mean, Murray, Murray. Boy, I wonder if if I wonder how Cardinals fans are reacting today in terms of thinking like, "Wow, we're never gonna win a we we can't win a Super Bowl with this I'll guy." Tell you, I mean, he dare. was he was that bad. And I like Murray, but after watching him last night, you have to have those thoughts where you're like, "Is this? Like, yeah, who is this guy? Like, is is he as good as he is on his best days, or as bad as he was yesterday, or is he really just totally in between? And he's not, but." He's not who he is unless he's going to run the ball. These guys got to run the ball. They can run. Use your legs for crying out loud. Yeah, I know. We all had Kyler Murray over rushing yards, over longest rush. Uh, Harry was only like 250 yards off on the over passing yards. So I, I, I think like Beckham was closer to the pa- passing yard total than uh, Murray was uh, passing. But um, yeah, I, it's weird with him. I, I'll say pump the brakes on the get, move on from Kyla Murray talk. Yeah, yeah, no, not, you don't, not, not that you said it, but well, yeah. it's weird when like he's 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 uh, in the MVP discussion by week eight. And then it's like, oh, maybe this guy should have played baseball. It's like, I don't know, but maybe it's also the coach, too, who's lost. Right, now. Right. Uh, well, the team has lost 10 of 11 versus the Rams. Go ahead, Eric. No, absolutely. I think it's definitely the cards over the worst team of the weekend. Uh, mm. In the playoffs, I mean, the pathetic performance by Cliff, Kyler, and the entire Cards team just didn't seem like they weren't ready for any of this. I said uh, um, when we had Schlereton last week that uh, Cliff tanks in the second half of the season. He did it last year. He did it this year. He really didn't deserve a uh, uh, NFL coaching job because at Texas Tech, you know, he did the same thing when he had Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. You look at the second half of the season to Texas Tech. He was awful too. AJ Green, I think it's done. We showed how, t- how how he couldn't get it done either yesterday. But just overall, Darren, you're right. I mean, like when you're not, when things aren't going, you're punting, you're punting. At least try something with Murray, where he can get out to the corner and just do a designed run, get 15, 20 yards, get out of the hole from your own 15, and get moving because eventually the Rams are going. And, and Stafford, who had all the pressure in the world on him. Didn't have to really do anything. Seventeen passes right. total. Well, every the, the running. Sony Michelle was great. Sal, you said Michelle would be really good yet uh, last yeah. night. Yeah, and they figured was. out the one-two punch for the yeah. Rams. But well, their defense was Cam really worth ninety-five yards in his first game back. Yeah. What a job! Well, basically, it's McVay did a curse. nice job. McDave McVay did a nice job of taking the pressure off Stafford by pounding yeah. the ball early. 
He only had to complete a few passes early. Uh, and he, it, it really, he did a nice job there, McVeigh. He did it outstanding. My boy McVeigh, Harry, you know, showed you, showed you what a coach, coach looks like. I, uh, Bri, who was the most embarrassing squad? Oh, it, was, it wasn't yours. Yours was like, uh, Maybe top two well, or three. Best. I was, I I was saying last night, like <laughs> even, it had to be the, the Cardinals because the fact that that Cardinals offense, I was saying, looked worse in the first half than the Steelers offense did is that, mm-hmm. that just right. shows you something. But yeah, Kyler, I think mean, he's just either, I, I don't know, something about him recently. He's rushing everything. He's not calm in the pocket, you know, just leading mm-hmm. to bad throws. And like, you know, probably could have said, he's got to. Got to run the ball, but I will say the Rams defense did look very fast, though. They, yeah, they, they look very fast. So, um, you know, and it just shows you, though, in all these games, you talk about running the football. You really do have to run the football somewhat effectively to have any success. Yeah. And Connor didn't have a carry. Darren, guys, Connor didn't have a carry till <laughs> midway through the second quarter. Well, that's how I felt about the Cowboys, who I feel are the most embarrassing team uh, of the weekend because they they had like one yard rushing through. Uh, you know, it is emba- they are the most embarrassing. Sal, I told yeah, Joel, I told Joel last night I had just bought three cartons of eggs. I was ready to go over to uh, Kingsbury's house. Do it. Go ahead. I dare you. Do it. <laughs> well, Look, instead, you made a nice omelet with bacon and. <laughs> yeah, so and, uh, I think you're right. The Cowboys are the most embarrassing because they're the only yeah, home team. They're the only home team who lost the Cowboys. It I is know, the most embarrassing. I know. The most embarrassing. Yeah, Sp- uh, spaghetti. Are we missing anything? Uh, Abby, you, you were kind of there. What did you see? Well, uh, the most, uh, I guess Odell, like looking like Odell again to me was yeah, kind of a shock. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, like, uh-huh. I mean, you're right. The defense was like yeah. Von Miller was in the mix constantly in that game. But uh, Odell, like, it's funny what would happen when you have an actual good receiver, but a good quarterback who delivers in the ball in open space and he makes plays. It's like, who would have thought that? But uh, seems like he is back for good. Let me say this, and I know Martin White, a lot of people are, are, are very high on Odell. He came and stepped into a nice situation. He really kind of did. When you uh, when you could be the third best receiver, all right, maybe second, maybe Van Jefferson is third. But uh, at the time we came in, Woods was up there. It would have been uh, ahead of uh, on the depth chart, I would say. But when you have Cooper Cup, who runs like seven-yard routes and has to be double teamed or they try right. to double team, it's very freeing for the other receivers. He, he's doing a great job. He's getting separation that we didn't see in Cleveland. And sure, Baker was probably a lot of the issue, but a uh, nice situation for Odell and uh, definitely a pain in the ass for the Bucks, who are a two and a half point favorite. My God, they didn't even make them three. The Chiefs in their first. Uh, well, actually, this is the Chiefs second game and the Bucks second game at home. Don't even get the th- obligatory three point favorite number at home. Bride, does this seem low to you or just about right? Uh, I mean, it seemed low. And then after watching the game last night and watching, you know, I, you know, this Tampa team between all the injuries they have and the way this, this season has unfolded late in the season, I don't, I, I mean, I don't get the sense that Tampa's going to make a, a bigger run here to the Super Bowl. So I, I think that, yeah. I think that makes sense. I think, did that line actually go to three? This morning too. I, uh, let me look. I, I think it, I thought it was two. I and think a half. it went to three this three? morning. But that oh, it is three. You're right. Okay. Yeah, I All mean right. that. I feel better. Yeah, about I mean that, that. Yeah, the three line makes sense. Yeah, two and a half. I, I could see what you're saying. So it's it's well, definitely we're give a our low. picks on Friday. But I want to talk to you guys about which one of the four games are you locked into already? This is Tuesday morning. Titans first game three and a half point favor over the Bengals. Packers went to five and a half over the 49ers. I thought it should open the five and a half. It opened around four. Uh, but then news of Jimmy G slightly sprained shoulder came out. So now that's five and a half bucks or three as uh Bri just pointed out over the Rams and the chiefs. What a Sunday that is guys, huh? 
Rams at Bucks and then Bills at Chiefs. The Chiefs also mm. only two and a half. That's going to be a shootout. Uh, Harry, which um, which are you most confident in? No way you're changing, barring injury. You're sticking with this no matter what. I'm rolling with my new favorite team, my fifth favorite team of the year. I'm taking the Bengals plus the three and a half uh, mm. against the Titans. They're still very unsure of mm. how much time Derrick Henry is actually really going to play. Cincinnati won two games last year with Burrow at quarterback. That was against Jacksonville, and he beat the Titans by 11. He outplayed Tannehill that game, and on Saturday, I think he's going to do it again. Maybe Cincinnati played a cool, didn't go bombs away against Bryant's Raiders on oh, Saturday. Oh, you said bombs away. You promised <laughs> I did, us bombs I away. I did, I did, but maybe, that, maybe the, they're very smart here and not going bombs away until they get to the mm. Titans, which, by the way, I think this is a great matchup for Cincinnati. You don't they, you don't have to play Buffalo. You don't have to play Kansas City. Let those two teams beat each other up. You get Tennessee, who's been off for the week. And maybe it is bombs away this week with Higgins, Boyd, and Chase against the 25th-ranked pass defense in the league that is the Titans. You know, speaking of dumb, unfounded phrases, we're going to try to have Harry's brother on. Who, uh, <laughs> cashed in on a big parlay. Please, we've got to get him on. What's the, what's the IQ Harry favored over uh, his brother Scott? Parley kid, how many points? How many? Uh, what's the spread? What I'm, would you say? I'm pretty sure three, three, you know and, three and a half. You know I'm pretty sure Four. Ken no. has uh, Ken has had them both IQ tested, and Scott oh, is, is higher. Ken, yeah. yeah, Scott. Uh, Ken claims uh, Scott has a higher IQ than Harry, so I'd say is that right. Yeah, probably I, like Scott minus uh, three and a half. <laughs> Ken and Scott are both like millionaires. Uh, Ken and Scott. Ken and Sal no, are both like not. millionaires. And I, I swear I have a better GPA. Ed Oswego had a better GPA than both. What? Did you even graduate? But you didn't graduate. You can't blame What do you mean I didn't you can't graduate? can't base it on 12 credits. What do you mean I didn't I graduate? All right. Okay. Anyway, that's it. You were in like 12 you know classes we'll together. The, we'll let the public decide, Harry, if your brother's uh, able to figure out how to sure. zoom in. We'll let them decide who's the uh, smarter. <laughs> have, him, have Scott spell Cincinnati. Just try it. Okay. Uh, or bombs away or anything. Yeah. Right. Uh, Bry, uh, Parley Kid, the three of us like the Packers. I like them at four and a half. I like them at five and a half. If it goes to anything less than seven, I think they win this by double digits. It was an unfortunate schedule quirk for the 49ers, but the Rams, the four or five had to be the Monday game, which was the Cardinals and Rams because they had to know where that team was going. The following Sunday, they're not, not making them play Monday, Saturday, which left the other NFC game for Saturday night, which is the Packers at home in frozen Green Bay. It's supposed to be two or three degrees against the 49ers who are beat up. Bosa's got to come back from the concussion. You got Warner um, and now Jimmy G with the spring child. I didn't like them coming into this game, but even with the with those guys healthy, I, I, I think the Packers roll. They've been making people money uh, all year, and that's a double digit win. Parley kid, you like them. As your uh, your lock as of Tuesday? Yes, absolutely. So I'll jump on now while you get <laughs> minus four and a half. Um, well, it's I, five I, and a half now. Is, yeah, is go, it five? Oh, went up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. What is there not to like? It doesn't matter. Like you said, if it stays under seven, uh, I would jump on it. I think uh, what we what we saw. You know, I just mentioned before. Um, I, maybe, maybe the 49ers just didn't even beat a very good team in the Cowboys. They, they barely right. made the playoffs as it is. Packers have been, uh, covering the spread all year. Uh, and now mm -hmm. at home in this weather, besides, uh, what was Josh Allen, nobody plays better in this type of weather than, uh, Rogers 
factor in mm-hmm. uh, the 49ers being banged up. Even if these guys play, Sal, they're not 100%. They're not, a lot of these guys are not near 100%. And the Packers are well rested, ready to go. Uh, this could be, to me, my early prediction, unless something else changes. This is a, a double digit win here for the Packers, Sal. Packers have uh, guys coming back on defense mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. Darius Smith. Uh, who else is practicing this week? They had, um, they have like a few guys. No, Devondre Campbell's playing, but uh, I don't know. Brian, you like them too, right? Yeah, I mean, this is the one team I feel like I'm not going to change positions. Like you said, unless this line gets to seven or higher, then that may be the only way I would change. But the other, I feel like the other three games up until Saturday, I'm going to be going back and forth on. Because right now I kind of... I don't know. I kind of like the Rams bills right now, but that's going against Brady and Mahomes. So I'm definitely mm. going back and forth uh, on those ones. But yeah, like you said, this is going to be, I think they said zero degrees with wind chill that, that worries me, you know, with, with Jimmy G as the quarterback there, especially with the, uh, the turnovers we saw in that Cowboys game. So yeah, I think the Packers to me is the game that I, I definitely wouldn't flip flop on right now. Yeah. It yeah. looks like they gave in, uh that one of the good linemen back, uh, back to Yari is coming back. So uh, that's a huge... Yeah, he can't, he played at Detroit, right? He had like he, 25 snaps was, or something. Oh, but okay. then, so but then for load management, yeah, yeah. they, they, they didn't play a lot. fully but, yeah. back, ready to roll. That's, that's huge for them too. Yep. I like them. I like them a lot. Um, and I'm trying to look at the odds now just for them. I know it's everything's very tight now. You're really not going to get any value because they've figured in all right, Super Bowl odds. Well, that means right. this team's one wins the next three games. We pretty much know the lines for any of those possibilities. But right now, if you did NFL, let's see, if you did conference winner, I think that's that's the bet. I like the yeah. Packers plus 150, Brian, oh, because won't they be minus six and minus five or minus six and minus four? If you, uh, if you tease that together, to it be wouldn't be as good as 150. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think, right? If they're minus 240 now that against Tampa, though, that – They'd have to be a three-point three, favorite yeah, against three Tampa, point. right? They'd be at like least. minus so. one fifty to one seventy in that game. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of value yeah, there. Probably I think, a little bit. Packers yeah. to win the NFC. I, oh, I skipped over it, but I did pick my. I should have made a bigger deal out of my player prop of the year, Cooper Cup, to lead <laughs> the receivers or whole pass catchers and receiving yards. Sixty-one won it, Polly kid. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I was screaming about how he hadn't gone under ninety in well, fourteen weeks. They it's did a, a weird thing and kind of did it at the end, all in the fourth quarter, late third quarter when they didn't need it. That's when he got all his yards. Right. He had that one for about uh, 30 yards. Uh, I think it was yeah. 20, 29 to be exact. Uh, like really with like seven minutes left in that fourth quarter. So that put right. you ahead and uh, you just needed to hold on from a, maybe a Christian Kirk catch or two. Uh, Cause I think right. the Rams, I'm not sure if the Rams sure. threw a ball after that, after Cups catch. They might not have even gone to the air after that. So pretty sure um, they didn't. Nope. Uh, yeah. So that worked out very well for you. My uh, over seven and a half catches did not work very well for me, but the Cardinals look, they didn't put up. If, if he goes over seven and a half, if that game is close, he's definitely yeah. uh, would have easily won over. If, if the Cardinals yeah, put yeah. Up Cardinals any type of fight, some, some sort of fight. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Very weird. I don't think you'll ever see cup uh win the uh, most yardage prop 61. on 61 amazing. again it really it was really, amazing something else very lucky but uh i'll take it hey 
You can bet things like this all day on FanDuel Sportsbook. They're hooking new customers up with 30 to 1 enhanced odds for divisional playoffs. Bet 5 to win 150 on any team to win any divisional playoff game. We would recommend it's the Packers. At least three of the four of us recommend it's the Packers over the 49ers. No better place to bet the NFL playoffs than on America's number one sportsbook. Simple, easy-to-use app with generous promotions every day. It's safe and secure with best-in-class customer service when you win. FanDuel pays your winnings in as little as two hours. And if you already have a FanDuel Sportsbook account, FanDuel's hooking all customers up with $50 when you refer a friend, plus your friend will get $50 too. Don't miss your chance to win $150 on a $5 bet when you use promo code against all odds when signing up. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app using promo code against all odds and pick your divisional playoff team before kickoff harry maybe you could give 50 dollars. i mean your brother scott would love 50 dollars. refer him on fandle you're in arizona he's in new york you could refer him it's kosher there in new york and then he gets 50 dollars too how is he going to turn that down uh he'd probably need a real cell phone first oh he doesn't have a good real cell phone all right well we can take the 50 dollars and get a real self. No, it's not going to work. All right. I'm very excited. I'm excited about Eric Dickerson, but I have to say a little tiny bit more excited about Scott uh, following Eric Dickerson. Uh, it's hey, going to be terrific. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe instead of Harry fr- flying on one of these private jets for just one time, uh, Ken yeah. could buy Scott a real, a good cell phone. Like, oh, he would. Uh, I oh, mean, Ken would do it. Harry but, wouldn't, but Ken, Ken yeah, would just do like it. Ken yeah. will do it. Just one less thing for Harry. Maybe instead of Ken throwing all this money at Harry all the right. time, just give a little bit to Scott. That's what is that okay, Harry? Can you be a little less selfish this year? I know, right? I gotta start. I know I gotta start being less less selfish. You're right. Uh NBA. <laughs> man, this is a bad NBA Tuesday. I guess because of Martin Luther King Day, all the games ran all day yeah. yesterday, and there's only a couple today, and they're not great. Minnesota, Timberwolves, three and a half now. Mm. It was one last night, three and a half. What? At the Knicks in the garden, 214 is the over-under. Uh I think the Knicks fix might be in here. Timberwolves seem like the better team. They, you know, they're coming off a 20 point crushing win over Golden State. The Knicks, meanwhile, lose to a Lamellaless Hornets team last night. Their offense was really bad. Uh, we don't know when Kemba Walker. This is where Tibbs is saying he's dictating his own return, Farley Kid, which I think is a better way to say, hey, leave me the hell alone. I don't want to talk <laughs> about this guy. I don't know when he's coming back. Right? Right. There's nothing to do with me. But I feel like this, uh, I don't know. They're five and two against spread in their last seven games. Knicks also 11 and one in their last 12 Tuesday games. Oh, maybe we should race to 10 tonight. 11 and one in the last mm. 12 Tuesdays. Our offense, obviously, is slowest in the league. And I'm being generous, but I think uh, Fournier tonight gets some open looks. They like shooting that three ball. Goes, a bunch of them go down. I predict 109, 102. The Knicks win. And I also predict our friend Alex sends us. The Knicks box score highlighting Obi Toppin's putrid <laughs> plus minus somewhere around 9 end. p.m. Eastern. It doesn't end. <laughs> it doesn't end. I, 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 uh, they talked about the worst fan bases. Are Charlotte Hornets fans the worst? I mean, it's Cowboys, Raiders, Steelers. I don't know. Eagles <laughs> and Charlotte Hornets. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. You, uh, like a, you like a prop in this game, right? Yeah. Like so, all right. So. I know the whole thing is weird with this Knicks game. I don't know why that line keeps creeping up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, this is something Harry might call a little fishy. I mean, the Knicks, I think, still have a better mm. record than the Timberwolves do, too. I mean, on paper, the Timberwolves have uh, some talented young pieces. 
But, uh, you know, I happened to watch that game yesterday after our podcast, mm -hmm. uh, the Knicks game. It was pathetic. Um, that being said, uh, the Knicks normally, for some reason, do not play well uh, in afternoon games, especially early afternoon games. They never do. You should always go against them in early afternoon games. Mm. Uh, I think they just, I don't know, whatever it is. But Thibodeau, Coach Tibbs, in his interview at the end of the game, was very upset. Uh, normally, the players will respond to him in the next game. Uh, it wasn't early enough game. I know it's a back-to-back -back day, but the game was early. So Knicks mm -hmm. the players have plenty of rest here. Right. I'm going to take Julius Randle, 12-plus rebounds. Now, Randle oh. uh, has been averaging over 12 in his last five or six games. Uh, and a Knicks win at plus 520. I'm swinging for the fences here with this one. Randall, mm. 12 rebounds plus Knicks win plus 520. Interesting. Uh, again, Randall was a little off yesterday. He's been off all year, but his rebounding has been very good lately. He, they rely yeah, it's on, nice to not have to root for him to score, but still have him in a prop. Yeah, that's not exactly. Bad. If I, because <laughs> I think it's over uh, 20, I don't know, his, his points are too much. I can't trust him with the points. But he's a pretty consistent. He yesterday. He's yeah. a pretty consistent rebounder, and one thing for sure is he's not going to lose minutes. Thibodeau plays him like forty minutes a night, even when All Obi right. is playing well. And for the people out there, want to know, we get a text every day. I'm, I'm, I'm an Obi Obi Toppin guy. Most New Yorkers yeah. are. We have a guy that likes to constantly remind us. His name is Alec. <laughs> uh, the, about anytime like Obi's oh, got one of these stat lines of uh, zeros. Yeah. Uh, you know, he loves to uh, send that in text messages and it's. Oh, he's um, got it. I'm not even sure he's sending a new one every time. I feel like he's sending one from two weeks ago because it kind of is the same number and graphic. Uh, yeah. Every yeah. time. Uh, yeah. Yes, I, don't, cool. I, I don't know. We don't need to talk about Charlotte Hornets, but why aren't they much better? I mean, if he says that every one of their players would start, would be the best Knicks player. How are they two games over 500 or whatever they are? He, he, don't, don't he, doesn't, he doesn't really believe it. <laughs> All right. I guess that's it. We'll have to have Alec. Maybe we'll have Alec and Scott on at the same time. That would be uh, tremendous. Scott's IQ is higher. All that we know. Um, all right. Golden State's the other game. That one's flying up, too. That's 15 and a half. They're a big favorite over Detroit. Uh, Brian, I'll let you weigh in on this first. 217 and a half. Actually, Harry, you like a uh, Fandle like this? The same game parlay from this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try this. Let's. Uh, I got a three-teamer. Uh, it pays a little over two to one. I think it pays plus 207. First part of it, Cade Cunningham, 15 points or more uh, at minus 188. He scored 18 or more in three of his last four and had 19 versus Golden State in their first meeting. So that's leg number one. Leg number two, at minus 156, Andrew Wiggins to make two or more three-pointers since mm -hmm. January 1st. He's made two hmm. or more in 15 of 18 games. Nice. And in the third leg, third Wait leg. Wait a minute. Hold on. What? Since January 1st, it's January 18th. He's made two or more in, he's played, they played 18 games in eight, no, in 17 days? December 1st. Okay. December 1st. Sorry. Okay. So <laughs> December 1st, 15 of 18, <laughs> yeah. uh, two or more. And then in the third mm -hmm. leg, Curry, minus 460 to score 20 <laughs> points or more. Now, he hasn't scored 20 in two straight games. Anyone mm. want to weigh in and a guess the last time he didn't score 20 in three straight games? 
I don't know. But we're, you're, you're just making up numbers anywhere. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no, November sixteenth. Uh, I don't know. No, when was it? November when? Sixteenth of this year. It's like no, it was like the, five there, years there ago. No November of this year. Yeah, oh, I don't like, know what uh, the NBA oh, Finals okay. of 2016 versus Cleveland. <laughs> okay, all right. No, so he's good. Plus two hundred seven. Yeah, and he's come. This is his first game back. Bri, you like Golden State as well? Yeah, I would take Golden State here. Um, you know, I maybe look at an alternate line of fifteen and a half is a little too high for you. But the Pistons, you know, yeah. Pistons have played a little bit better recently, going three and two. But if you look at their last four losses to Phoenix, which were to Phoenix, Chicago. Memphis and Charlotte, they lost by 27, 46, 30, and 29. So the mm-hmm. Warriors haven't played well recently, but I think they're going to bounce back here, here, especially after losing by 20 in Minnesota in their last game, even though Steph didn't play in that game, but he'll be back here. Right. And then the Warriors, are, they're 14-6-1 against the spread at home. The Pistons are 9-12 and 12 on the road. So give me the Warriors in a, a blowout here. I'll tell you what, Brian, I'm going to adjust the spread, but I'm not afraid of the 15. I'm going 24 and a half. Yeah, that's that's fun, too, to take a what is that? 280 plus 280. When the Pistons have been losing, they've been losing big, like Brian said. Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, since January 5th, I don't have a Harry calendar here. This is the actual January 5th. Less (laughs) than two weeks ago, Detroit has four 27 point or more losses, 29, 30, 46 and 27. It's just a matter of time. Uh, Golden State's lost three out of four. I think they're due to deliver a thumping. I'm going with the adjusted line. No, Cunningham's been very solid this month for Detroit. It's nice that they didn't swing and miss on the rookie, it seems. Warriors rookie uh, Jonathan Kaminga is pretty good, too. 19.7 rebounds Sunday. I don't know. I think the Warriors, you know, Curry back, kicking off the homestand with a beatdown. 123-91 final. Give me Golden State minus 24 and a half plus 280. Nice. I feel like you could get some get somewhere on some of these. Mm. I don't know, eventually. Yeah. Right. And maybe just even betting against Detroit, not so yeah, much like in state. But if but if you adjust them, I don't know if they're supposed to lose by 10. They seem to lose by 16 and and uh even uh more so. But all right, so those I, are our two. I like that. Yeah. Well, let's all jump on that. That's um that's the NBA slate for tonight. We'll get into more. Uh, later in the week. But we have Eric Dickerson coming on in a minute. And in honor of Eric Dickerson, we want to ask, we jumped on the Riverboat Casino and the captain, he has all these questions. This one's a good one. Who had the best rec slash spec glasses look in the history of sports? Remember Dickerson with the goggles? Tremendous. We have him at two to one odds. Kareem, of course, five to two odds. Kurt Rambis, 10 to one odds. Billie Jean King, 25 to one odds. Or the field at even. All right, Harry. Which way are you going? Best spec glasses, goggles, etc. Well, we know Kareem was probably the trailblazer when it came to the to, to the uh, goggles. But James Worthy uh, was pretty good in the 80s as well. He looked sharp in those. But I'm going to go with Michael Phelps. Eight mm. gold medals at the Beijing Olympics. Most ever. <laughs> like Has prescription <laughs> goggles because of his supposed glaucoma. Also a Scottsdale native. Uh, lives in Scottsdale as well. And listen, probably has says he has got glaucoma. Other people have made this case just to be able to smoke weed. Uh, so I I'm going to go with I Michael Phelps. <laughs> I would yeah. think, uh, is he one of the few that wears goggles or is it just like the, 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 wouldn't everybody no. wear the, the hey, one it splashing? They or all slows you wear down, goggles. They all wear goggles in swimming. Yeah. They yeah. all don't wear goggles with eight gold medals around their neck. <laughs> oh, 
Is he swimming with those medals? I got to go back and watch. I feel like I haven't been uh, paying too much attention. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, Parley kid, jump in. I know you don't like the Phelps pick, but, but what are you going with? Yeah, well, I like all these picks. I mean, I think we can all recall an athlete, uh, you know, growing up, like you said, a Kareem uh, mm -hmm. was obviously the kind of made them fashionable at one point. Uh, we, we can recall athletes wearing them because they might have suffered an eye injury. They wear them for a game or two. But you know, I remember so being that I was in Dayton and I went to uh, a bunch of Cincinnati Reds baseball Chris games. Sabo. Chris Sabo, baby. Chris Sabo. That's a good one. Right? Yeah. He he really, uh, you know, he always had that short, like buzz cut Sabo and he wore the goggles. He was all business yeah. on the field. And there was something to be said for that, uh, for those. I mean, Dickerson, too, I, was right in there. But Sabo's my guy just because I got to see him play. A lot. Mm. He, he always left it on the field. He had a little bit of Charlie Hustle in him uh, there for the Reds. And uh, those goggles were uh, his trademark, that's for sure. All right. That's a good one. Sabo was fun. All right, uh, Brother Bry. Yeah. Like? I mean, for me, like you said, this all has to do with like being a kid growing up, what you most associated goggles with. And the two for me were, were Dickerson, especially when he was on the Raiders for. Uh, for the one year, um, and then you had, and mm -hmm. then you had Horace Grant too. So, I, but I would go with Horace yeah. Grant because when you measure goggles, right, it, you have to determine like, are they real goggles? Are they nerdy, nerdy goggles? Mm -hmm. Things you wouldn't want to wear, right? Like Kareem's eventually became like more like glasses. They were clear, and then Hor Horace Grant, his goggles were like you talk about Michael Phelps. His goggles were ones you could go in a swimming pool with, right? Like right. he had those right. those circ, you know, really. I mean, they basically were yeah. swimming goggles, but yeah, look like scuba. Yeah, diving. exactly. Yeah, right. So, and you know, he always had different colors that he went with. He had like the whites, the blacks, the blues when he, I think when he yeah. was with the magic. So True. to me, uh, mm -hmm. to me, that that's what I recall the most as a kid growing up. All right. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I mean, there's so many, I mean, what's a char Charlie Sheen in major league was great. Those were intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird though. With like, uh, I, I guess it's the same for a running back, but like Bob Greasy for the dolphins and that undefeated team just wore regular glasses. Like yeah. it's weird that a quarterback would just wear. <laughs> it's like, so you, strange. Like, you, you can't be a pilot unless you have 20, 20 vision. Don't you feel like it would be the same for a, a quarterback? Um, <laughs> But I'm going with Kurt Rambis. I know he's uh, listed there. I mean, he just always made me laugh seeing him. A white guy, 6'8". Like, how did he even get in the league? He had like, I think he averaged like five points a game for the Lakers. Then he ended, I actually think he went to the Hornets and averaged like 13 or 14 Drafted or something. by the but Knicks, Sal. Drafted by drafted the Knicks. Drafted by the Knicks. Never played for them, right? Never, in 1980? Maybe he was and a then, ba backup with zero minutes, probably. No, know? I don't think... I was looking. He never played. He went to did Greece. He, okay, right did away. He? Is never that what played. It was? And then they okay. actually they resigned him. I don't know if he played, but they didn't sign when when they drafted him. He didn't play. He ends up on the Lakers. He's a real success story from Santa Clara. Yep, looks like he's straight out of a chess club. Um, you know, he's averaged sixteen points a game in Santa Clara. Chick Hearn, the uh, Lakers uh, broadcast guy, called him Superman because he had thick dark glasses. They weren't goggles. They were just like. Thick glasses. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, just an inspiration to all nerds out there. Did pretty well for himself. Yeah, it Cleans up nicely now. Still in the Lakers organization. Was an assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, four NBA titles, four championship rings, whatever. Uh, good job by I you. Thought you I Kurt thought Rambis. you were going to say uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, so. <laughs> oh, Rodrigo. <laughs> oh, how could I miss out on that? Yeah, that was a good one, too. Babyface, are we missing any? No, I mean, Kurt Rambis is a great one. He wore transition glasses and then transitioned from player to coach, right. which is incredible. But 
No, I, 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 Darren's got it here. I mean, Chris Sabo looked like half the little Jewish kids that played in the JCC Little League. That was like, it was almost like, I don't know if they were athletic goggles or he borrowed them from a high school right. science lab. They were just like <laughs> big oversized goggles. So I love the Sabo pick. It, it was weird when he used to bring a Bunsen burner onto the field. <laughs> the field I, but yeah. I, I do like the idea of a pitcher throwing with goggles on him. So you got a few in LA, right? Uh, Kelly, um, doesn't yeah, he wear yeah, goggles? Yeah. Yeah, and, he does. Uh, he likes Urias, to fight, too. doesn't he? Doesn't he wear yeah. goggles too? Uh, yeah, there's yeah. something about that. Tom uh, Tom Hankey used to wear them too from the Blue Jays. Yeah, it's something about like that whole thing with just that. Can I? Can they really? You know, how's their vision? Mm -hmm. Is it that bad? You know that yeah. they're wearing those. I I kind of like the idea. A little intimidation factor on the mound with those goggles. Right, spaghetti. Do we? Uh, who's your favorite with the goggles? Uh. <sighs> I, I mean, Horace Grant is weirdly one that I do remember just from playing like NBA games as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, the best face wear, it's not really goggles though, is Rip Hamilton with the face mask. That's my yeah. favorite yes. uh, thing yeah. on the face. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like the Kurt, Kurt Rambis used to be a joke from that. Like people, like mm -hmm. people call like kids in Little League that wear them like specs as like a joke because of like right. how Kurt Rambis looks. So I feel like <laughs> if you had those, you had to make them look cool. Like I, I thought some of them like, they look like baseball outfielder, baseball shades. Some of them like Horace Grant had a different variety. Some of the years with his, uh, his goggles. So, I mean, but yeah, he'll probably get my vote. I just think it's weird because Sabo was a very good player. One of the better third baseman of his time, right? Eric Dickerson, no one's going to get on his case. He's breaking records. Kareem obviously is Kareem all-time leading scorer, but with like a Kurt Rambis, you really have to prove yourself right with the, with that look. Um, obviously he went to the pros, but, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it was always funny to me with Kurt Rambis. Not not too many spaghetti Rangers or Yankees with the. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is that was there any any Yankees parlay kid that would wear the glasses or or goggles? Oh, did did Reggie Jackson? Oh, wear he did. Yeah, well, he had yeah he had glasses for Reggie sure. Reggie wore glasses. Yeah. Just plain glasses. Maybe right. he wore. Maybe he did wear goggles at one time though. Like for, as very possible. Yeah, She's only New York athlete I could think is I know that um, Stoudemire did wear glasses yes. for yeah, a bit. Sure, yes, yes. Well, yeah. Daniel, Daniel Jones, thing too. Daniel yeah. Jones needs glasses. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on, Joel. Well, that's not what we're looking for. Come on, we're just having fun here. All right, that's our ride on the Riverboat Casino. Yeah, Eric Dickerson, definitely one of the greats, and we will speak with Eric Dickerson right after this break. All right, let's bring in our guest as one of the greatest running backs in the history of the NFL. He wrote his own chapter in the record book, and now he's written an actual book called Watch My Smoke. That book is out today. The man who single-handedly made Rex Specs cool, Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson's here. What's happening, Eric? Oh, good. How you doing, man? What's up, Sam? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I read most of the book last night. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I want to get into that in a minute. But you, first of all, you were at the game last night. You saw the Rams. It was a complete beatdown from what I could tell uh, just watching on TV. Uh, kind of the game we waited for all year from them. Did you get that sense? Man, you said exactly what I just wrote a buddy of mine right now. Yeah. They finally, the, the team looked like a complete football team. I mean, like they played a complete game. Offense, defense, the offense we've been waiting for, the defense we've been waiting for all year. Uh, but, yeah, I think it was a complete beatdown. I, I text my friend Roy Green that played for the Cardinals. So sure. I told him, I told him we're going to beat y'all to death. I said, if we don't turn the ball over and run the ball, we'll beat you to death. 
So I call, I call him during the game, and he texts me back. He said, I'm busy right now. I can't talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Roy Green, legendary Cardinals receiver, right? Right, you got it. That Roy Green? Yeah. I remember Roy Green. Uh, so what do you think the difference is, though? You think it's Cam Akers, who, by the way, crazy that he came back from that injury so quickly. But uh, the one-two punch with him and Sony Michelle seems to be working. McVay seems to have figured it out, or is it something else that I'm missing? No, I mean, you, you're right. I mean, look, you, you've got to be able to run the football. That, that's important. And I, I say it all the time. You know, these so-called experts that say, all you need is a quarterback. You don't need a running game. That's BS, man. You've got to run the football. If you run the football, it just makes it very difficult on the defense. I mean, I hate to say it. Look at the 49ers, what they do. You know, they have a quarterback, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, who most times don't hurt you, but they have a running game that can really hurt you. And 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 that's what that, to me, that's that's real football. Offensive line can beat you up and, and a defense that can shut you down. And that's what we that's how we played last night. Yeah. And it's unlike I think you're saying it's like more of a balanced offense, even balanced running game. It's unlike when you played 20, 25 carries a game <laughs> was necessary to win it. Now you get 13 and 10 from your running backs and they're averaging five yards a carry. You're in good shape, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you always want a back that's willing to carry the ball 20, 25 times. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. You got to have that guy. But I mean, if you have a balanced attack, it's going to be always so it makes it that much easier on the quarterback and makes it that much easier on the running back. All right. So now this team, this Rams team who we were like, oh, maybe they shouldn't have even won the division. Like last week, they blow that game to the 49ers. Cardinals had they won or two weeks ago. Now we're talking about them going to Tampa. They're a very short underdog. I don't know if you care about odds too much, but they're only a two and a half point underdog to Tom Brady on the road. And, you know, they kind of owe Brady for that Super Bowl. Uh, you think they have a fighting chance next Saturday, uh, Sunday? Oh, please. Come on, man. Yeah, we have a fighting chance. We, we have a great chance. I think wow. I mean, we look at talent. I think our team is, is more talented than, than the Buccaneers are. I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they are. Uh, we have, uh, we have, I like our quarterback. I mean, I know he struggles sometimes throwing interceptions, but I, I like our quarterback. I like our defense. Uh, we have, I think I like our receiving core with Cam Akers coming back. The running game is good. Uh, we beat Tampa here early in the season. I mean, but that's that's regular season. We beat them last right. year. So um, I don't I don't have a problem playing playing, playing Tampa. I think when you go back and look at the Rams and kind of the history of playing the Bucks. I mean, I know it's a different era with, with Tom Brady. We've always done well against them. We've always pretty much yeah. beat, beat up on Tampa. Even when the Rams were the greatest show on turf back in St. Louis. Uh, so you know, and that believe it or not, that has something to do with. It. I'm telling you, it just does. You can't, sometimes you just can't get over that mojo. But we're not. It's like it was. It's not a team like. We're not like Philly. We're not afraid to play. We we have weapons. So, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to this game. Matter of fact, I wasn't gonna go, but I'm gonna fly it out to the game also. Oh, nice. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, let me ask you, because you know, this seems to be the talk of well, uh, aside from officiating, which I want to get your take on that as well. But uh the seven playoff teams in each conference, does it bother you? Like last night showed, I don't know, if if you're really on the side of there shouldn't be seven playoff teams, the way the Cardinals played. Maybe there shouldn't be five playoff teams, right? Which, where do you fall on the extra game and the extra playoffs and the extra action? I don't like the extra game. I know the extra game is for money. You know, that's what the NFL and then people mm-hmm. want to see more football. But I just think the extra game is, a, I think it's an overkill. Just like I think the extra game during the regular season is an overkill also. Um, I just like the, the, I mean, you know, times change. But I think, you know, it's, it should be the best, the best team, the really best team that, that should be in the playoffs. Not a team that's marginal, you know, this, uh, man, well, I mean, I hate to say Philly playing playing against Tampa last week. <laughs> that was, I mean, I knew that was going to be a joke. I mean, I, that was rough. Oh, that was that was rough to watch from the beginning. So I just felt like that, you know, you know, there should be less teams. 
And I think more games leads to more um, bad officiating. I don't know. Or maybe it's just bad in general. Or maybe we're just overthinking it. What's your take on that? I mean, is it just too many replays that uh, everything stands out now? I think the replays are good. Because last night it was a play in the game where our defensive back hit the receiver. And they tried to say it was helmet to helmet. And you can see it right Mm -hmm. away. It was the shoulder. Hit him with his shoulder. Right. And um, stuff like that. I mean, because plays like that can cost you a football game. It really can. So... I just feel like some, some of the replays, look, the eye is not fast enough to catch. The, the speed of football is so fast. You can't, it's, it's not going to be perfect. So I think they do need some help. I wish they could do it a little quicker, you know, a little, a little faster. But I think it's a, it's a necessary um, evil in a sense. But, you know, and like I say, that's just how football is. Well, one real quick, one specific call that they seem to make, which I'd like to see less of in the playoffs, but maybe this is impossible. And as a running back, you might agree. The holding calls six yards away from the ball or, you know, the running back. But can't they just not call that on both sides? And wouldn't it even out at the end of the day? It was. It does. even. I agree with that. I mean, if you got a guy who you can see just pulls the guy down. I mean, you got a guy who's got a jersey in his hand, you know, his hands not extended. Right. I mean, come on, man. I mean, some of that stuff is kind of nitpicky. Those call. I agree with you 100 percent with those calls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we agree on that. That's good. All right. I read, uh, like I said, most of your book last night. Watch my smoke, uh, which I thought was going to be about you and Snoop Dogg getting high during training <laughs> camp, but it wasn't. It wasn't that at all. Um, it was very weed, good. So. I don't smoke weed, so it's <laughs> oh, you don't. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I, I picked up on that almost immediately. <laughs> Let me ask you though, uh, and it's almost poetic the way you speak about it. It really uh, makes me miss, even though football's not over yet. It may when you talk about. You like the breeze hitting your face and you love the the look of the goalposts going, getting closer and closer. It's like, ah, it really puts me on. The, I'm never, never close to the field, but it puts um, the uh, average Joe out there with you. Uh, one thing that stood out to me, the year you hit 2105 uh, rushing, you talk about how many obstacles you had. Um, first of all, you were 30 pounds overweight heading into training camp, right? Yeah, I was overweight. Matter of fact, because of my rookie season. I got so beat down. I mean, you, you got to understand when you come out of college back then, it's still, man, come out of college, you used to play in 12 games and a, mm-hmm. really a 20 game season because you had preseason. We played the preseason. You had training camp for six weeks and then you had regular 16 regular season games. So by the time we got to regular season and by week 11 or 12, man, I was, I was done. I mean, I'm like, I'm just can't wait for this to be over with. And I just started dropping weight. I think I got down, I went from two, 225 to about 210. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was tough. So I just felt like the next year, I said, I'm going to be ready. But I that, that offseason, I said, I'm just going to take my time. I'm just gonna, you, know, <laughs> I, you know, you couldn't have told, you couldn't tell that I was overweight. I knew when I got on the scales. But, you know, when, you, when you're 23, 24 years old, I mean, I dropped that weight in a week. I was I was back to pretty much playing my playing weight. Right. All right. I guess that's a secret. You were 23 or 24. Yeah, but yeah. here we are. Mid-January, some people still holding on to their uh, New Year's resolution of trying to lose weight. What was your secret there? I mean, you just did you just stop eating? No. Well, you know what? The, the funny thing is, I don't eat a lot anyway. I mean, my kids always sit to this day say, that my dad should never eat. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I eat once a day. I mean, when I played football, believe it or not, before a game, I wouldn't really eat. I, sometimes I would eat after the game. Sometimes Really? I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't eat before a game. Uh, and, I, and I worked out. I mean, I was... I'm big on, on running. Like the, I, I did track workouts. So that's how I got mm-hmm. ready for a season. There was a guy in Houston named Tom Williams that myself, Daryl Green, a lot of guys used to work out with. And I just go down to Texas and I just, you know, run and, and get ready for, for the season. 
Speaking of running, you, you did now. I know people approach you about this all the time. The straight up running, and you mentioned in the book, it's like you didn't you don't you didn't get straight up right when you handed the ball. You had to get through that first level, and then you found it easier to run straight up. Would you recommend this to uh, young running backs, or is this just something you credit your feet? You credit having good feet, and this is why you're able to do that. Not not as hunched over as the average running back. Well, it was it was my it was how I naturally ran. I mean, my son mm-hmm. who plays uh, he plays flag football. He's, he's nine, and I remember when the coaches told him, "Son, you need to lean over more." He said, "This is how I run." Said, yeah, you're great. I mean, that's how I ran. I mean, I never ran through the line of scrimmage like a pole running straight up and down. I think people had to confused, but I'm six foot three. I was big, and if I was a big tire, well, big shoulder pads back in the old days. So it made it seem like I was running straight up, but it was very rare a guy got a good shot in my chest. So when I got to open field, then that's when I just stood straight up. Yeah, I like the idea of your son pulling out his phone and saying, uh, here's uh, four hours of YouTube clips of my father running straight up. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you have to say now? And then but right back to that 2105 season, you had turf toe week seven or eight, which nowadays, I don't know, running backs are out a month, but you credited, a, uh, an unsung hero, a trainer who had, uh, some plastic device made in the molding of your toe or recommended you go out and do that. Mm, matter of fact, I, I have it right here behind me. It's just called a toe. Oh. Matter of fact, I'll show it to you so you can see it. Really. Yeah. Let me see this thing. It's under the Raiders helmet. <laughs> or the Rams helmet. There you go. This is, the, this is it right here. That's, that's what it is. It's called a toe piece. That's what I wore my whole career. Interesting. They fit on your toe, fit on my big toe like this, put it on your toe like that. Uh-huh. And they would tape it, tape it around. And it really took the pressure off the toe. I mean, it was like a, literally like a joint. And that was the uh-huh. only way I could run with, with, this, with this device because I, I couldn't run with it. And um, I got to give I got to give Gary Tudhill credit for that the toe piece, and that's how I was able to play the rest of my career with it. And, and do athletes still have the toe piece, or is it just more about like injections now? Um, some guys use them. I think I don't even know. I, I got the injection. The injection didn't work. I mean, it worked, mm-hmm. but, but you still you couldn't put the pressure on your toe. I don't care if you got the injection or not, because the toe was damaged. So, like I said, right. the, this the, the 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 toe piece took the, the took the pressure off of your toe. Yeah. Wow. And let me ask you, were you ever worried OJ Simpson would be upset with you for breaking his record? <laughs> uh, I tell you, I met OJ when I was in high school. I said, I think I said that in the book. I met him when I was in high school and I made a comment to him. I, I wanted to, I was, I was a big fan. That's why I played running back. Tell him I wanted mm-hmm. to break it. I want to break his record. And he said, well, good luck with that son. <laughs> wow. So, um, you know, I'll, did you ever meet him after that? Did you talk oh, yeah, to him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I, know, I, I know OJ well. I mean, uh, I met him my um during my that year, my back my rookie year. And then I met him right. my, my, my the year I ran for two thousand yards. And I asked him, she remember the time I tell you what I went to break your race. He said, Man, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you were really pushing the envelope with OJ. He gets on now. I don't know if you see on social media, he comments every week making these videos very smiley and happy about the bills. It makes people cringe. Are you are you okay with that? Well, first of all, I mean OJ is uh, he's a buddy of mine, and I'm like this. Right. And I'll say this and I'll say this in all cases. Um, he went through the judicial, judicial, whatever. The, I know the, you can't even say it. It was, it it was right. so I, bogus. He went, yeah, he I went know. through the system. Went through the system. <laughs> but I, you yeah. know, I, and I always say this. You know, the ultimate judge is God. It's not about here. I mean, you know, you can get away with things here on earth. A lot of people have gotten away with things here on earth, but when you got to pay the man upstairs. That's when it, that's when it really counts. So you know, that's right. I don't. I mean, you know I, what? Who, who am I to judge anybody? No one. No, I know. But that's what nine-year-old you should have said to him. That would have really thrown that. I think he would have remembered. (laughs) 
Uh, well, the book, it comes out today. Like I said, I uh, enjoyed it very much. Watch my smoke. Eric Dickerson, he's pick, uh, predicting big things for the Rams. Do they go all the way, Eric? You, you kind of have to say they do now, well, right? You know, because I'm, I'm not I'm not a homie. I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy. I, I'll say this much here. If, if we win this game coming up, and I even said about this, the game we just played with the Arizona Cardinals. I said mm-hmm. that, you know, if if we turn if we don't turn the ball over and we run the football, I said we will beat them handily. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt that that's that's the same. And I feel the same in, with the game in Tampa. I feel like if, if the Rams don't turn the football over and they're able to run the football, I think that we will control that game. I think we'll control the football game because I think we have the, the talent to control offensively and defensively. And that's what it comes down to. And the playoffs is big with turnovers. Turnovers hurt. So let's just see what happens with the turnovers. Well, I'll tell you what, this, if they did pull it off, would be as good a run as any, right? They'll have beaten uh, Brady and likely Rodgers and then maybe like Mahomes or Josh Allen. So that's, uh, that's a fantastic run if, uh, if they do it. And they owe it all to you and your book, <laughs> Watch My Smoke, comes <laughs> yeah. out today. Thanks yeah. so much, Eric, for coming on. I okay, appreciate man, thank it. Thank you. Okay. All right. all right, pal. All right, bye. All right, there you go. Eric Dickerson. Guys, he thinks the Rams could go far. Should I go back to my Rams Bills original prediction? That's what you and I, I both like have it, Sal. I'm, I'm, yeah. In a way, I'm rooting for it. In a way, I am rooting for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm rooting for it, except all the money I have now on the Packers uh, to, to <laughs> I know. emerge here. So it's like, exactly. Hey, one guy who got lucky with the Rams, or I don't know, he'll he'll tell you it's not luck, it's skill. Harry's brother, Scott, babyface. Are we trying to get him on the? We're, we're trying to reach him in the onion farms of um, Oswego, New York but it's proven to be challenging. Have we gotten to him yet? I mean, much like Harry, you win a big bet and now you big time us. Uh, is that what it is? A, I have a call coming in from Fulton, New York. Here we All go. right, Hold that's on. close enough, Fulton. All right, we just uh, tried to uh, get Scott on, Harry's brother. I mean, it's, uh, I, you know, it was a minus 350 that it wasn't going to work. So I think we're just going to, I want him to celebrate this this win, this parlay win. But so now what do I have to do? I have to call. We're just going to have him on speakerphone. Is that what we're going to do? This is your fault, Harry. I know you're shaking your head like, oh, this guy's an idiot. This is absolutely your fault that he is, um, he's childlike in almost everything he does here. All right, let's see. Hold on, Scott. Scott, you're live. Oh, you're is live he on? Okay. Oh, there he is. All right. This is uh, Harry's brother. Hey, they're going. The, they're going to the next phone right now. He's going to launch it so we can get on Zoom. Okay, you're going to launch so you can get on Zoom. Yeah, we'd love to see you uh, right now. The overlord right now is joining us, Harry's brother, Scott, and he hit a big parlor last night. We want to talk to him about it. All right, so now is he launching or launching? I I wasn't sure what he said. Yeah. Okay. What's the meeting ID? When was the last time someone asked for a meeting ID when they zoomed in? <laughs> you click, you hit the button, right? Uh, can you give me back the number again? Yeah, give him the number again, Michael. Come on. What do you need a code oh, there. for the world? Oh, there he yeah. is. Wow. Yes. Oh, you are oh. looking good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What happened? What's going on with you? So you guys won a big, uh, you guys won a big parlay yesterday. You and Scott, right? Oh, yeah. And Harry, uh, Scott, how much did you win? One uh, $1,796. Wow. And you get to keep all of that? You split that two ways? No, because uh, New York State takes friggin', uh, they take so much. They, they take, take so they, much. How much do they take? <laughs> they took, uh, how much did they take? 590. 
Five ninety. Wow. Yeah. All right. So you're going to split about twelve hundred dollars, which for you right. in the Swigo, you could last probably through like April. Right. Right. Pay yeah, all your bills. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with the money? I don't know. Who knows? I was going to buy subs. Buy subs. Subs. Yeah. Sub sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. And you, you've had some luck with scratch off lottery tickets as well. Yeah. Yeah. Over the weekend. Yeah. I won 249 bucks. Nice. Well, this is great. This is really something. Hey, how much is soap cost out in this week? <laughs> I, just sent, him, I just sent him a wait. bunch of soap. You did? Yeah, yeah. He sends me soap all the time. Did he eat it? What did he do with it? What happened? Yeah, yeah. You don't use that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, all right, Scott. So, all right, you won all this money. I know you're not. I mean, look, you're not. You're not uh, opening an IRA or anything. You're just going to put it back. Who do you like this weekend in the playoffs? What's your best bet? I know it's only Tuesday. Green Bay. Green Bay. Oh, no. Why? That's what we like. Why? Because I, I don't think anybody can beat them in Lambeau Field. <laughs> That's I why. Like All right. That's what right. Parlay this- Kid said, too. Exactly what Parlay Kid said. That's right. <laughs> kind of. Reading I from like the same Buffalo, playbook. Actually. Yeah, Nick likes Buffalo. All right. So Buffalo. So you guys are gonna go back at it. You're gonna put a parlay in with the Bills and uh Packers or or what? Yeah, or yeah leave another four teamer, six teamer. Yeah. Do a few over unders. I love it. Back. Nick and yeah. Scott. Now what happened with the Bears, Scott? What what do they need to do in the offseason? This is your team. Well, they uh, first of all, they need to find a real head coach and a real general manager, and then they need to uh Bus, uh, they need to get better offensive linemen. And I don't know how good bringing Justin Fields is, but who knows? I don't know. He just, to me, he didn't impress me at all this year. Mm-hmm. Does it look like it's raining? Because he's spitting all over my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually felt some of it somehow. Hey, Scott, would you be willing to do a, uh, a show with your brother, like the Manning cast, like the Gagdon cast? Have you watched the Mannings? No, I haven't. You haven't. Oh, you probably don't get that. Oh, you barely get ESPN. The the uh, don't get the alternate. Would you do it with Harry? Could you do it for three hours with him? Three hours? Well, that's the how much a typical game lasts. Yeah. Yeah, I probably could. All right, we should nap, have nap, that nap time after we'll an hour. Take food breaks. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll take food, food for you. breaks though, every right. hour. No, no, <laughs> we're we're not villains. Yeah, we would have uh, we'd have food for you. Well, all right, Scott, this is very exciting. You want a lot of money. And you won a scratch off lottery tickets. Really, everything's coming up. Everything's coming up uh, rosy for you, huh? Yeah, pretty good right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, maybe we'll uh, we'll check in with you next week. We're losing a connection there. I think you're sucking up all the bandwidth in a Swigo just with this one call. But uh, thanks for uh, thanks for checking in with us and congratulations. All right, thanks. All right, all right, all right, all right guys. Great right. job. Your book, by the way. There you go. Yeah. Now you didn't get your book, by the way. Oh, thanks, buddy. You it did. Good. I enjoyed it. Beautiful. See, this is nice. these are my fans right here. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Love it. We'll That's talk to you next week. Guys. Don't blow all okay. that money. Right, later, right. later, Darren. See ya. See ya. Later, Scott. <laughs> You're the man, Scott. Later, right. Darren. He is later, the man. Darren. He's a part like kid. He likes he says him. Later, Scott Darren. is the best. Scott. Scott is so much cooler than Harry. Harry it's, it's yeah, really yeah. Harry, are you, are you not talking to Scott yeah. right now? Harry, he didn't, he didn't I'm even doing everything you. for Scott right now. He Scott, says goodbye. He says goodbye to Darren. <laughs> Scott. Well, you'll have three is hours a bigger with him star than Harry. He's that's what Harry's worried about here. That Scott I becomes agree. a bigger star than him. Yes.
He's Harry, very worried share about your star. You're fourth you're on the list of the right. cool it's the Coley brothers, Darren. So. <laughs> there you go. All right, I love guys. That. Look All at right, that. we'll see you. Look, they're they're still on there. We'll see you guys. Man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, see you later. All right. What? See you later, Darren. Yeah. There you go. There's uh, yeah, Scott it. and Nick, right? Yeah. 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 I love it. Look, at they can't shut it off. They can't seem to figure <laughs> out how to shut it off. That's all right. <laughs> Maybe they'll stay with us um, through episodes three and four <laughs> next week. All right. Wow, See Harry. See you, guy. We're going to say goodbye again. Um, wow. That, I've never seen him dirtier. And that is saying a lot. Man, he is fucking filthy. Nick read your That's book, That's crazy. Now. I know. Babyface, uh, how does the IQ thing, you, you got to hear about six or seven minutes of Scott. You saw him at my 50th birthday party. I think that's all you need to know. Babyface and uh, and Spaghetti. I'd love your thoughts on this. Babyface is vomiting. I don't know where. Okay. I thought Joel was going to go oh, first. Oh, God. I I uh I had no idea that that Scott he's legitimately an, like a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> he's not legitimately anything. No. no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, he's, just, he picks onions. Yeah, for a living. Yeah. That's uh that's wow that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I I respect them. A uh, blue collar guy who works in the field. Yeah. So I think that's great. Yeah, it's more brown collar, but yeah, I know I know what you're saying for sure. Babyface, are you uh still with us? <laughs> Listen, dreams do come true. We had two Hall of Famers on today. And uh, <laughs> I mean, what else? Well, this is why we're the best podcast in sports comedy. I friend. guess so. Yeah, really. <laughs> Take that, McAfee. Where's your Scott gag? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we've, we've done it all really here. Uh, <laughs> that was great. What do you think, Harry? I do think you um, you try to hold your brother back a little bit. Uh, I, listen, he's uh, something else. Yeah, helped him plan. I listen. I'm sending him soap. What else can I do? He really sends him soap. He, <laughs> he sends yeah. him yeah. soap. Oh my gosh! He's not. It's not getting to him. I'll tell you that. So I don't know what is the Western <laughs> Union. I don't know how you're sending it or what, but he's not receiving it. Um, but anyway, he's our favorite onion how farmer, does, Harry's brother I, Scott. Look, I know he's. It, I, how, I, I'm trying to think of with the onions, like the picking of the onions right now. Yeah. Like, uh, is that uh, up in Oswego, New York, in this type of weather? Yeah. How the ground has got to be, uh, <laughs> I mean, no, how, how frozen. No. There was snow. What are you talking about? Didn't you no, see? No, it? I know. Like, very, little, very little snow so far this year. Very little. Very little. I don't know. Unbelievable. No, but Darren's the right. Well, isn't there an onion season or they just grow and no matter what the frick's on the it's ground? Right it next time. It's too complex a question, I think. I don't I, know. I, anyway. I'd like to know. I mean, I, it's, uh, I, yeah, I, uh, uh, that's a big industry in Oswego's onions. Uh, it's oh, that's all they have. Per- oh, perfectly so maybe we, perfectly we fitting. Maybe we set up a Gagnon versus Gagnon Pickham segment next year. Uh-huh. I mean, they're they're picking games, picking onions, picking their nose. This is. <laughs> it sounds like we need a Gagnon versus Gagnon. Scott segment. used to pick. Um, I need some do? competition out of you guys. Somebody. What someone. was his thing with his belly button? He would stick a coin in the in his belly button, <laughs> and then if you, you could smell the coin, you did it. Yeah, what did he call it? He called it like the drifting taters or yeah. something. He's a maniac. We got to have him on more. All right. Uh, Absolutely. I, I got to clear my head here. Uh, that'll do it for another episode of Against the Lots. Thank you, Eric Dickerson, for uh, opening for Scott Gagnon. Thanks to Spaghetti and uh, Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon, the Generate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na. 
Na 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 na. 